Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, a trip to, Gro- to Bromsgrove for Craig. Rob went to Matlock. Paul played two matches. And Eden and Tony went Christmas shopping, although before the rumours start, probably not together. But they're all back tonight with all the news and the gossip from the Sports Village, Lowfields, Callum Road and the Magnus. It's the show where the stars tell you what went right, and probably more to the point, what went wrong on another weekend of local sport. I'm Mick Bradley. He's back, and this is Radio Newark Sport, and these are the headlines that our guests are going to be talking about. Plosev lose a five-goal thriller against Worcester City. It's now one point from their last three league matches for the works. And the games keep on coming. Racing Club Warwick visit Lowfields tomorrow evening. Have you seen the weather forecast? <laughs> you don't want to either. No match for Newark Town, but Tony joins his Christmas shopping trip. But would have improved immensely with the news that Harworth managed to drop two points. Newark Rugby Club's miserable league form continued with a 34 points to 5 defeat at Matlock. It's no wins since the opening day of the season and only 5 points separate them from Lincoln in the relegation zone. Newark Hockey Ladies proved to be the Saturday Stars with a 3-1 victory over Derby. Let's be honest, anybody that beats Derby is, in, is a start to me. Um, victory also for the men, 8-1 over Nottingham to maintain the league leader's 100% record. And on to Sunday and the hockey club over 40s bowed out of the cup, losing 4-2 on penalty flicks. And I bet Mr Halfpenny tells you that he scored his... Elsewhere, big wins for Southall and Kesteven at Rugby, but a shock defeat for the Minster men at football. Thumped 4-1 at Woolerton. And Newark and Southall veterans played out a one-all draw at Lowfields. Danny Purvis with a goal for Newark. Other ex-Lowfield stars enjoying a trip down memory lane. Simon Greenfield, Gary Tyvey, Michael Allen and Rupert Thomas. All got the boots on again. And finally, spare a thought for Sleaford Town. So often, pitch side days, wallies of the week. Played 14, lost 14. Goals scored 6, goals conceded 72. Making them arguably the worst Step 5 team in the country. But we love them. Look at that for timing. Perfect. Hey, can't be bad, can it? <coughs> um, we start, um, we've got lots of phone calls, mate, so we'll get straight into it, um, but we always start with um, the big talking points of the weekend. You jumped off the coach on from Bromsgrove on Saturday night, by all intents and purposes, to watch the boxing. It did mean you have to walk past the pub to get there. Did you manage that? No. No? no. There's a shot. No, no, I called in the pub as well, and it was very nice, but um, I, th- I thought the fight was very, very well handled by Anthony, Anthony Joshua. You see... 
you're our boxing fan mm. you know there's two of us in this studio you're the boxing fan i love going to watch our youngsters box in newark yeah. i love that but a pair of heavyweights when one of them looks less like a sportsman than me <laughs> I, i'm sorry I, I i just cannot get excited about no it's basically uh ruiz su surprised everybody in the in the first fight when he beat joshua but um on this occasion ruiz just looked out of shape and joshua stood off him he looked like somebody who's had a big payday and they spent the last four months eating pizza well basically yeah i mean it, it didn't look very uh, in trim did it for a, a, a big fight like that but basically joshua looked very very good and, and also it's pleasing to see that he got over his um, mental health problems which were uh, apparently uh, to blame for uh, his performance in the first fight but it was five stone lighter than louise wasn't what apparently so all he had to do was just jab move and yeah because he wasn't gonna louise I, i'm sorry it's just you know I, I know people got excited about it and i know i've seen social media and great if that's your sport fantastic but <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> now, if if he come up, if AJ comes up against a real boxer, then I might be interested. But no, basically, Anthony beat Mr. Blobby. Well, that was about yeah, exactly. I think you're about right on that one. Um, are they going to Solskjaer out coaches? Mm. Two of the world's best coaches mm. in the matter of five days. He's yes. beaten Pep, yeah, and he's beaten Mourinho. Well, basically, um, you know, we've had this uh, discussion before, and um, I still think um, Ollie's the man for the job. I think he's well. It is now they've won them two games. Well, basically, I mean, he, he's, he's 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 gone the Man United way. There's, a, there's an article in the program tomorrow night. The Man United way is doing it with kids and being highly unpredictable. But he announced before the, or it it, it got out in the press before the Tottenham game that he was saying he's got two games to preserve his job yeah right he's apparently said that so they've won those two games you know when when he first come before he become the full-time manager that was winning and yeah i just wonder what happens i'll be interested in what happens this coming weekend yeah i mean the way they played at manchester city was absolutely astonishing because, I mean, if they'd have scored four or five in that first half, it wouldn't have been, you know... Man City, with all their money, have got a world-class forward in Aguero, is injured. Mm. So they're having to play a kid. Mm. And they haven't got another centre-forward. Come on, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have thought that a club of that stature would have fairly decent, a fairly decent squad, wouldn't you? Well, you'd, you would hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. But, um... He doesn't play Otamendi because apparently Otamendi is I just you know I have to say it, Ollie out coached Pep yeah, and you yeah, know yeah. I, I have to say it and he did. Yeah. Um City to me Oh yeah, we'll just turn up, we'll win this. Yeah. It's not a problem. Yeah, Whereas so. the opposition and I take you back to Newark Town and Collingham. Yeah. Whereas the opposition, this is our cup final, this is our <laughs> Wembley, this is the game we're gonna win. Yeah. But it, 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 I mean, I was sat on the bus uh, next to guys who were, who, were, who were streaming the match on the phones, and it was just so one-sided. It was unbelievable. Very quickly, will Newcastle accept Steve Bruce now? Tenth in the table. I think they have done. I, I mean, I, I, those I, supporters have got to start getting behind him now because 
the results are speaking for themselves. I, I saw uh, an interview after yesterday. And they don't need forwards to score. Yeah, but I mean, the interview after yesterday's game, uh, Steve Bruce was uh, very, very buoyant, very relieved, and appears to have won over the, uh, the Geordie public. I've always said he was the man for the job. The same, <laughs> as, the same as I said... Oh, he was the man for the job. <laughs> Let's go round the grounds. I'm digging myself a hole here, aren't I? Oh, yeah. And we always start with Newark Town, and so we always start with Tony Joyce. Tony, I've been telling everybody that you went Christmas shopping at the weekend because you didn't have a game. Am I correct? Christmas shopping on the Sunday, mate, and uh, unfortunately I booked uh, a day's work in Saturday. I haven't known we didn't have a fixture, so we're uh, trying to catch up on a bit of Christmas pressure. I think it's life's easy for you at the moment because without sort of kicking the football you've got yourselves back in the not senior cup with a a decent draw and um you've watched harworth drop two silly points on saturday let's um let's start with harworth could you believe that one when it come through two two well rangers we've got them in between christmas and new year um and in fairness they are sat uh fourth place at the minute so obviously they're no mugs um, I think they've only lost three games all season, but that was quite the beginning of the season, I think. So uh, they've obviously signed a few guys on and obviously got themselves in a better position to obviously contend with the league. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. You know, we don't kick the ball, and now we're in the uh, up for the Knotts Cup and obviously uh, gained valuable uh, space at the top of the league with Arvis drawing. So. Uh, yeah, with that kick of the ball, it's uh, it's actually turned out a decent weekend for us. I mean, the the Knotts Cup one, unless you're Liverpool in last year's League Cup, if you make a mistake, if your secretary make, and this is the art of having a good secretary, if your secretary yeah. makes a mistake, um, especially in grassroots football, there is no comeback, is there? That is is it. They made a mistake. I mean, I think if I'm got it correctly, um, the cut off time was midday the day before and they'd actually signed somebody at 3.30 the day before, obviously under the assumption that um, it's more than 24 hours, so the complaint, actually the players that they signed didn't make a big difference um, to the team and the result of the match uh, the Newark guys did their paperwork correctly, they they followed they followed it up as they've every right to do um, and uh, you're back in the Knotts Senior Cup with a home draw uh, against um, Orsworth Villa. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I think there was a not-so-fair official down watching the game, um, and he was the first one to point it out, and I think he spoke to one of our representatives and just happened to mention it, which obviously it got followed up. And, and yeah, you know, it's. I suppose if, if we'd have not, uh, or if we'd have won the game, shall I say, and... and uh, the technicalities have been picked up through a fault of ours. Um, I'd have been disappointed, uh, but uh, it's like you say, that's why you try and uh, get your guys off the field to uh, do their utmost in doing the job correctly. And we're quite uh, uh, thankful in the fact that we've got some good people working off the pitch, obviously, do that job for us. Um, and like you say, the mistake was picked up, and you know, rules are rules, unfortunately. And uh, you know, yeah. It's one of them things that we'll take, you know, it's nice to be back involved and obviously if we can win um, this game of football on the 18th of December, then obviously we go into uh, the game where all the big boys come in. You could be playing at Meadow Lane. We certainly could. Um, or even uh, Flosworth. <laughs> I think it's good for, um, it's good for Newt that all the sides on this side of the county 
Bingham, Southall, Newark and Flowserve are all still in the hat. I do I do think that's brilliant. Well, I think um, football within a, uh, let's say, an eight-mile radius of Newark at the minute, um, everybody's seems to be having a good season. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's quite pleasing, you know, because uh, to have teams that are fighting near the top of the league in different leagues, obviously... Um, it's only good for local football and I think the local supporter uh, can pick and choose where they want to go and hopefully they know they're going to be watching a good game of football wherever they travel to be. Exactly, whichever one it is. That's mm. Now let's get to the serious stuff because you've got four away matches on the bounds including yeah. Dinnington, Harworth and the team that took two points off um, off Harworth, Renishaw. So uh, you've got to really be on the metal for the next four matches, Tony. Oh, exactly, yeah. You know, that starts this Saturday against Phoenix. You know, we're not taking Phoenix for granted either. You know, we've been down there before at Phoenix and they always uh, provide tough opposition. Uh, their pitch, uh, let's just say, is probably not the best if the weather's not on your side. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a first hurdle. You know, we, that's the first one we need to get over. Then, obviously, we think about the Knotts Cup, which has now been pencilled in in between. Um, that game and obviously Dinnington uh, which is on the Wednesday, uh, Wednesday 18th I think it is down at our place and then obviously we go into Dinnington which um, it's a little bit early to say a six pointer but actually that literally is what it is you know, it, it is it's, it definitely it's a is a massive game yeah it most definitely it most definitely is and finally the veterans played yesterday but I didn't see your name on the team sheet I've unfortunately had to hang the boots up Mick unfortunately made my uh my knees that have blessed me over the last many years of playing football have decided to uh, time with tang the boots up mate unfortunately so um, I'm just going to concentrate off the field now and uh, uh, leave the footy to the likes of the young ones like Rupert Was that <laughs> <laughs> brilliant I think on that note we'll call that a day <laughs> Tony best luck at the weekend we're going to be following you all through these what is now counting that cup game five massive massive games for Newark Town. Uh, it's a pleasure, mate. I look forward to speaking to you. Thanks, Tony. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. And it is, it's, it's getting to that massive time of the year when, mm. you know, the games are coming coming thick and fast and uh, suddenly every single game of football that you play is important and, you know, four league matches now away. I know Flosa have just played sort of five away. They're playing... Are now playing four away against the only two teams that provide a risk to stopping them winning mm. is in that four. So, what's this forecast for tomorrow night then? Rain, rain, and more rain. Oh, so it's just rain rather than frost. That's okay. Yes, yes, rain, rain, and more rain. It was the sports awards last week. Absolutely fantastic week was had by all. It really was. The podcasts are now up for for nights one, two, and three. Third one is that good? Is that going to two parter? Um, <laughs> And one of the um, people that was there celebrating was our very own Eden Tranton. You can hear Eden in a couple of minutes, and you can also hear her on the podcast. This is how you hear her on the podcast. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. with Mick and Tony. Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport missed one of our shows don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk
And the aforementioned Eden Tranter is waiting for us on the phone. Eden, we're not talking New York Town ladies like we normally talk. We're going to talk talk sports awards. And a very proud night for you and your Bolton Seconds um, coming away with the team of the year. How how proud is that for your team for or, and, and for Bolton Cricket? Yeah, ma- I mean, we're obviously all massively proud of the team. Um, like I said last week, it's nice to get some recognition. Quite often there's a lot of focus around the first team and their, their brilliant achievements. So it was nice for, for us to finally get some recognition. And um, obviously the trophy and the certificate and stuff will have pride of place in the club. Um, and hopefully just spur us on that little bit more to do the same next year. And give the seconds the bragging rights over the ones. <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> <It's always nice. laughs> um, the reason, I mean, yes, you, you won the league, but the, the reason that the main reason that, that the committee was swayed towards Boulderton was um, two father and son teams, the way you're bringing on these these youngsters, and it has to be said yourself. Well, yeah, it's obviously it's, it was a massive team effort this year. I can't take all of the credit. Um, Yes, I, yes, I came top of the wicket standings with 31, but Sam, I think I can't remember exactly how many got. But Sam Ross was second in the batting stats with 400 and summit runs, and Josh wasn't far behind. And then, obviously, the two youngsters they played a massive part in it this year. So um, it was really nice that they weren't just sort of drafted in and out to make up the numbers. They they secured their spot week in week out. I think maybe there was only two two or three games between them that they missed. And at 13 years old to be playing in a in a side that's winning the league, that that sort of speaks volumes for their ability, I think. And I'm told there's more in the pipeline. Yeah, there's there's a few coming that are sort of um, Sam and Connor's age and a little bit and um, like the year below, I think they are. Um, so yeah, we've got more more coming up, and um, hopefully with the with one or two more that are coming up, we might end up with a with a couple more father son partnerships. Sounds it, it sounds it's going in the right direction, and uh, as I said on the night, you know, four or five years ago, you wondered about Bolton Cricket Club's future. Now that future looks to be rosy. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, four or five years ago, we were wondering whether we were going to be able to field two sides, and um, now, obviously, because we had, we had a bit of sort of a gap between the my sort of age that came through, and then we we got a few sort of dribs and drabs come through in between, but. A lot of lads sort of when they got to 14, 15, 16, got girlfriends and stuff like that, and cricket wasn't wasn't that interesting. So we had a bit of a gap to fill with the youngsters coming through, but now we sort of caught up with ourselves again, and they've pumped in hours and hours of coaching with these lads. So um, to be honest, the club's getting back what it deserves from all the hard work it's put into that youth section. So you've hung your football boots up for Christmas. The cricket gear is not coming out and, and for another few weeks yet until you get into the net. So is it? Uh, is it Christmas time now in the Tranton household? It is definitely Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the box of chocolates are on the side next to me. It's definitely Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and the fitness regime starts again in January. Oh, yeah, we'll think about that when we get to it. <laughs> we'll, we'll worry about Eden, if we don't speak to you again, a very Merry Christmas to all your family, yourself, and... Uh, especially your mum, I love your mum, um, your mum and and everybody. Look after yourselves, enjoy yourselves, right. and we'll talk to you again in 2020. Lovely. Have a great Christmas, Mick. See you soon, Eden. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Time for this. We all know it flushes. We're heading for the top. We always get promoted. And we're never gonna stop. We play games at low fields. It's where we love to be. We've got the world's greatest supporters. And they're called the FEC. Good evening, Craig. How do I follow that? Yeah, well, there you go, you see, this is it. <laughs> um, yeah, I do you follow it, really. Um, let's get straight to the nitty-gritty. Two, one up with 20 minutes to go, but uh, you couldn't actually close the game out. Um, let's probably look for reasons why the game wasn't closed out. Um, partly, I thought his substitutions was fairly inspired. I was talking to one of the Worcester regulars, and he says, now he's brought these two on. We've got our best side on the pitch. This is the side that beat Shepshed in, in the Cup. I can't understand why he didn't start with them. And once he'd brought them two on, Craig, with 20 minutes to go, they certainly took the game to, to flow save. Having said that, it took a great save by the Worcester keeper in the last five minutes to keep them out. But uh, your thoughts? Yeah, um, like I say, it was disappointing when you do find yourself 2-1 up, that you can't see it out and get something from the game. Um, but I think the game was, was never really in our balance they, they always looked dangerous um, from the start you know I think I uh, was always a bit worried that, uh, that you know that, that, was, that there was dangerous on the attack we'd missed quite a few opportunities which we, was, we thought might come back and haunt us and at, at the end of the day it did but um, yeah like you say they're a very very good side and same again we're, we're, we're punching above a weight in this division against a lot of teams and the majority of them um, no more so than Worcester and they're on a great run so it was no surprise um, on Saturday that they were a good side you know they were uh, they, got, they had a very good start in 11 they had a very good bench and to be able to bring players like that on who can affect the game then obviously that's uh, that's something we've got to deal with but uh, yeah we've been nice to come away with something from the day but uh, Unfortunately, it didn't go our way on Saturday. No, I think, I think, Flo from a supporter's point of view, um, a draw would have been just about results. I thought Flo Serve added in the first half and they they sort of eased into the second half and they probably won that. But uh, um, you haven't got a lot of time to think about it. Uh, the other thing that I personally thought is, is tiredness creeping in a little bit? Um, I don't think so. Um, you know, Leading into the game on Saturday, we got three three late cancellations. A couple of lads have pulled out for illness, and one that one that just couldn't make it. Um, so you know we had to we had to bring a few changes. A few lads have not not played for a few weeks, and you, know, you can't when you're playing in games like against so sides like Worcester, you just can't carry anyone. And unfortunately, we had a few that that were not quite at it on Saturday. And you know, if you get away with that, you're lucky. Um, you know, and we didn't so. Mm. And, and 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 again, I'm just going to give Worcester one one more bit of credit to their manager. Um, I don't think I've seen Kyle Dixon shackled quite as well by anybody this season as he was on Saturday. Um, I don't think that was down to them really. I think that was just Dicko had an off day when he got on the ball. I'm being ball. nice to him. Well, no, I don't think it's any credit to them. I think <laughs> Dicko had plenty of opportunity to get on the ball. Um, now, un- unlike him, uncharacteristically, he, he, he's spawned a lot of the possession that he did have uh, whether he's just trying too hard or what it was but there was plenty of space in there to play um, but yeah that was, well, that was one of the reasons you know, there's lots of elements that, that come to it but sometimes yeah. how it goes you know all these games are, are in the balance they're all 50-50 so if, if you're not quite out, you get a few things wrong when you go away there you, you know you're going to struggle to come away with anything so. let's um, 
talk about two long-term injuries, can we? Lawrence Gorman and Matt Cotton. Are we going to see them sooner rather than later or not? I mean, the first thing to Lawrence first. The first thing to Lawrence first. Congratulations. Yes, yeah, congratulations. You've now got a little boy. Welcome into the family. Um, And we'll, we'll, fortunately, we'll see Lawrence tomorrow night. He'll be in the squad tomorrow night, so he's back. Brilliant. Um, and I've also spoke to Mr Cotton today and he will be joining in the warm-up. He's had a couple of um, strength conditioning sessions with his physio. Um, he's got through them okay, he's feeling all right. So he's going to come do the warm-up tomorrow night. Hopefully he'll get no reaction. And then he'll train Thursday and hopefully we'll get Matt, Matt back in the frame as well in, in the near future. As they say in the professional game, it'd be like two new signings. Absolutely, yeah. They've been out that long. <laughs> yeah, like two new yeah. signings, yeah. Uh, um, Greg... Greg serves the last game of his ban tomorrow as well. Um, so, yeah, we've managed to get through a sticky period. You know, we've had we've had some horrendous injuries, a few long-term ones, a um, couple of suspensions. So, you know, we're still there, we're still in the mix. You know, fortunately, results went our way on Saturday. Everyone's beating everyone. You know, Gresley bottom of the league beat Walsall Wood, who were top of the league 3-0. <laughs> so, you know, the league's mad. It's so competitive. It, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a hard, it's a hell of a league. It, it, uh, yes. the, the, um I mean, Worcester beat Shepshed, who was, who was running away 100% with the league. Oh, I think they lost one, actually. The league that flows their yeah. Fortnals going into. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. Uh, actually, as you've said, a home match tomorrow night, which, uh, if everybody's forgot, is Lowfields. Mm, yeah. I'll, I'll put that now on tomorrow, I think, if I'm <laughs> way down there. Seems to have been an age since we've been at home, so we're very looking forward to that one, yeah. And another one that you must be looking forward to a little bit is the, Not- is the Knotts Cup. West Bridgeford away. Me thinks Flow Servo then won. They do, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you know it's their cup final, so it's like another uh, you know it's a potential banana skin, isn't it? But um, yeah, not quite. There's always there's such a constant pressure um, on the league, so the cup game is always a nice little break. And we can just go out there and, and play, and like I say, a local derby, bit of history there between us. So yeah, we'll get to um, get Tuesday and Saturday out. Jonesy we'll was saying. A little earlier on in the in the show, you know, Bingham, Southall, Town, and Flowserve all in the not in the Knotts Cup, absolutely fantastic for the local area. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose it's, like I say, it's Knotts Cup in it, so it's not you're not going too far. But yeah, they're all they're all the close close by side, so yeah, it's good to see you get some local derbies in there, and that's what you look forward to with the cup games. And it's nice to play a side that you're not in your league and uh, keep the prize there for everyone, especially with Knotts and. Forest being in there this year is a little bit of an extra, extra pull to the competition. Now we're here today of a fixture, a fixture change in the fact that you're still going to South Normanton on Boxing Day, but you're playing a cup mm. match now, not a league match. Yes, yeah. It makes it makes sense. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I mean this cup match has been back and because the constant roll of cancellations at South Normanton and I put yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't change anything that day. Like you say, it's probably a, a good thing that it's a, it's a cup game. In, in, in the festive period there rather than rather than league games so I, I prefer that personally yeah I think you're, prob- I think you're prob- probably right but first of all everybody down to Lowfield tomorrow night to see that rarity in um, in football a flow serve home match yes <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow Craig thank you mate thanks bye 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 as ever Craig spoke as ever Craig spoke spoke well um, v- very well um uh, if that was finished at three all on Saturday afternoon, I would have said that was just about right. Yeah, I mean, my own view on it was that um, Flo Surf had uh, 
a lot of possession in the first half. Yeah. And I, I think we were in fairly good control. And then it just went away from us. I, I did say at half-time, I think to Lauren, that... Um, Let's just hope those missed chances don't come back to yeah, board. And yeah. they did. Yeah, it's as simple as that, they did. Yeah, it's like Craig was uh, alluding to there. You know, if you're going to get chances at that level of football, you've, you've got, got to take them. You've got, got to take them. Because the opposition are not going to miss as no, well. No, no. Um, yeah, and it's a, what Craig did say, and what Craig was exactly correct, and he normally isn't, he was exactly correct, it's a learning process, a learning curve, and yeah. pro-server learning all the time. These clubs have been bigger than that bigger than what they are now flow say this is the highest they've been so mm. you know you are gonna right let's um let's um change the shape of our balls and start going to oval ones and uh, it's mr rugby himself rob wardman's coming up next with all the kellum road news you are listening of course to the unique radio new sport with our friends at smith's timber live on fm dab and online around the world and yes we do have listeners in australia and new zealand can you believe still to come this week we look back at the sports awards with martin hill sam hardy and james brinkat smith also joining us on wednesday the wonderful julie gray so that's fondon cricket suggy's gym powerlifting and the four A's. Um, but for now, it's the man himself on the phone, Mr. Rob Wardman. We're going to talk rugby, and unfortunately, we've got to begin with uh, pretty much a result that Rob predicted, but he hoped he would have got it wrong. Rob, good evening. Evening, Mick. Evening, folks. It didn't quite go right on the trip to the Peak District. No, it was a difficult trip uh, over to Matlock. We lost 34 5. Uh, that's the nuts and bolts of it. Yes, it's um, it's not going well, but we'll move swiftly on from that one, because um, looking at the league table, it's a massive match on Saturday coming up. Yes, we're away to Casuals on Saturday, and uh, looking at the table, uh, Casuals are one place above us. Uh, they, had a, they had a tough afternoon as well. They went they went to Ilkeston on Saturday and lost sixty four twelve. They've played two more games than we have. We, we had two, we've had two games postponed at Lincoln and Loughborough in the wet autumn um, and we sh- and it's a game that we'll, we want to win uh, you know looking back on Saturday's game uh, I, I didn't make it across the game well, so my own work commitments are uh, invading the uh, situation at the moment uh, but, but looking at the, the report and talking to one or two people we, you know, we started pretty well and we were in the game um, right up until you know, early part of the second half, we, we got our try back through Alex O'Dell, who's, who's playing very well. He was at the scrum half on Saturday. He got the try. We were only 12-5 down. Um, you know, after about 50 minutes, but then fell away in in, in the last quarter, which is disappointing. Um, but obviously, Matlock are one of the stronger teams in the league. They're they're in third place and took their chances. Um, looking at the team. We had a new lad in at, at fly half. Welcome to um, Hugo Kellaway. He's joining us from Nottingham University. Um, he, he's coming across to us, and he he, he had a decent first game. Um, and then we also we had one or two injuries up front, which didn't go well. We had a player dropped out early on on Saturday morning. Bit of a reshuffle. Not all these little things don't help. I'm trying to get a settled team on the park. Moving sort of swiftly on, as they say, um, 
It was nice to see the juniors back on Callum Road on Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, no, we, we, we had some fantastic results over the weekend, other than the first team. It was a great weekend for the club. <laughs> the, the seconds won their pennant game against Kiwi 58-26. The thirds beat Southwell, their old friends. Uh, they've scored 11 tries to the third team. Good to see us getting three senior teams out on a Saturday. Um, so it shows we are doing one or two things right. Um, and then on Sunday, the youth team went over to Cleethorpe's and one name to watch out for is a winger, Will M- M- Emsley. Uh, he got four tries over at Cleethorpe's. They got a, gay go- a game going. Um, I, think, I think both teams didn't quite have a full team, but under the new sort of RFU policy of getting games going, I think we played 13 aside. That was a, a Colts game, and we, we won 47-5. Uh, the under-16s beat Chesterfield 44-17, and the under-14s beat Corsairs. 25-17 and the one game I did watch over the weekend it was Friday night um, the Vets played and, and they played Moderns uh, in a Vets game at Kellam Road uh, I, again they, they got a game going it was reduced numbers but Newark won 45-17 and uh, in the gloom of a Friday night it was good to see uh, Richard Byram um, you know, play at lock forward and people uh, people know their rugby at Newark well Richard's not not a lock forward he's, he's played most of his life at Nottingham and the Barbarians and Newark at, at full back sometimes on the wing but uh, needs be and he, he was in there getting those lovely ears uh, nicely uh, uh, reddened uh, on Friday <laughs> night playing lock forward yeah who would believe it uh, has the cup draw been made yet? and the cup draw gosh you're always you're, as ever you're hot on the news aren't you Michael hot on the news uh, we're away Leighton buzzard away <laughs> January 18. So, do you want any good news tonight, or are you just trying to you, know, you get every knife out and, uh, you know... <laughs> well, away, I can't be responsible for the cup draw. <laughs> we're away in the cup to Leighton Buzzard. Oh, dear. The other side of the draw, Malvern. I, I would have wanted... I, want to, I wanted to go to Malvern. That's the one to go to. to Malvern Rugby Club. It must be a delightful day out. Malvern v Leak. That's quite a... Malvern v Leak. Yeah. It's a trick so, down the M5 for them. Um... Can I just take you away from Newark? I know you're not keen on this, but there's just exactly. a couple I want. Question, Michael, you normally do. South Leicester have um, South Leicester, decided yes. not to... F- they cannot fulfil the fixtures. Yes. We, we spoke about South Leicester the other week, didn't we, when we they did, got yeah. a remarkable amount of points put against them, and you explained the history and the reasons why. What will happen now, Rob? Will they be allowed back in the pyramid structure at some stage? No, they will be allowed back in. They will... Um they're playing second-team rugby, so I'm told. Um, I think they're playing second-team friendlies for the rest of the season with the players who started the league season. Uh, people who don't know the story, South Leicester, uh, obviously a Leicester team, um, one of the grand old names of Leicester club rugby. Um, their first-team squad disappeared in the summer. Uh, the, whoever was sponsoring them, um, I think this is the rough story, they lost their backing did South, lost, South Leicester and the players left leaving them with the second team to play a very high standard of rugby South Leicester are up in the, in the National League threes and um, they started the season but you know, it took such, such fearsome uh, batterings that um, a month ago they asked to be um, well basically they pulled out of the league out of the Midlands Premier League um, and they're now just playing second team rugby they, they said they just didn't have the players to fulfil those fixtures no, I think the results proved uh, the point didn't they? There was one big result which got a lot of national attention mm. you know, with, with all the usual headlines like, 
were they the, the, you know, the worst team to play rugby mm. uh, they've had a bad you know they're, hey they're, they're a very eminent club in Leicester rugby circles it's very sad to see this situation that they're playing second team rugby um, and, and no doubt there will be you know a handful of um, some very hard working volunteers keeping that club on the, on the road and um I think the word is from the Midlands League people that they will, you know, consider an application from them to 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 go back into the Midland Leagues. It may well be at, at Newark, may well be at Newark's level or or one below. So I'm told. So yes, they will re-enter the league situation. That's, that's well, that, the main thing. Is the club continues? Continues. That's what's been anticipated. Yeah, they will be they will be allowed back in, and you know, um, that's in, I think it's in the rules. But they won't they won't go back in at. Um, Midlands Premier level, they'll come back in at two, three leagues lower down. Rob, as ever, thank you so much. But we're away, yes, away oh, casuals. Uh, next yes. Weekend. The second team are also at casuals, and the third team are at home Saturday. They're playing um, Ashfield in a rearranged cup game. And the week after uh, the first team final game before Christmas, we, we're playing Ashbourne. Uh, the Christmas lunch and I'll leave you to guessing what they're serving at the Christmas lunch. <laughs> I've seen the menu. Rob, thank you so much. Okay, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. The wonderful Mr Rob Warden. And before we go um, to our final um, phone call of the night, which, of course, is Paul Halfpenny, um, you, you've no doubt seen the pictures plastered all over the news at the weekend of um, the Manchester derby and the um, what would seem to be a Manchester United supporter acting like a complete idiot. Thought it was a Man City supporter. Well, it's, uh, uh, yes, sorry, Man City yeah, supporter. He's yeah. only got Fred one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I read today that Baroness Tanny Gray Thompson was thirty-seven weeks pregnant when a woman approached her in Cardiff. Um, this woman stopped me and said, "How did you get pregnant?" <laughs> um, Tanny Gray record. I remember screaming at her in the street, I had sex, how do you think I got pregnant? And she was like, oh, that's disgusting. And I said, no, I think it's quite good, actually. The, some people are just beyond reproach, aren't they? Yeah, was, was this because she's in a wheelchair? Yes. Incredible. I, I, it's, it's just absolutely <laughs> in, incredible. And, you know... That, that that which is plastered all over the BBC sites, yeah. that and the Manchester City supporter who's... In, I, I mean, you've got to be a certain degree of brain dead to even think there's not been any camera pointing at you. Well, not only that, but it just staggers me, the mentality of racism in the modern day and age. I thought it was... Because both these two are racism. I, 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 and the Tanny Gray, I don't know what the word is, but it's probably not racism, but it's... No, it's, it's, it's it, ignorance. It, it's, 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 it's definitely on the same level of stupidity. But, I mean, I, I, I just cannot understand what, why football has got a problem with racism. When most of the lads, top footballers, are black anyway. And, you know, they are players. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's, it, it, in this day and age, there is just no place for it. It is just breathtaking. She goes on to say, and I, I just find this absolutely amazing. It's, it's one that we should really keep for Julie on Wednesday, really. But I lost count of the number of people who asked me how I got pregnant, the 50-year-old said. The first thing I was offered at my first scan was a termination because people 
people were like, you should not have children. I just find it unbelievable. Why? And, and the, these, these are why? You know, professionals who's saying this. Why, why would anybody say that? I just find it just... It, I've been ranting about it most of the day since I read it, oh, to I'm be honest. Surprised. But um <laughs> some, some people are just brain dead, like you said earlier. Yeah. Unbelievable. Apparently, but she was actually talking, and I, I do think this is absolutely wonderful. She was talking on a podcast which is called Stumps, Wheels and Wobblies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that's brilliant. I really do think that's absolutely brilliant. But, you know, for the people that said that to Tanny Gray, and for the people that yeah. said it and acted like that to, to Fred on, on Saturday, I just, there is just, oh, I don't know. You can think of the bigger words than me, because you're cleverer than me, but I, can, I can't say it without swearing. Well, basically, the th things like that just make you swear. Because, you know, it is beyond human comprehension. I think we ought to go for a break before we actually do. <laughs> <laughs> OK, back with um, somebody who I tend to think is probably sitting at home with his feet up after a weekend of not one, but two hockey matches, which actually is remarkable in itself, because no more than four months ago... Um, Mr Halfpenny was having to ride in an ambulance um, never mind about playing hockey Paul, a remarkable recovery please don't rush it too much good evening good evening how, um, how are you feeling because I mean two hockey matches in one weekend I'm sure that incurred the wrath of Sally um, no it didn't actually um, it, <laughs> it's quite a story behind it obviously I signed up to play in the over 40s um quite a while ago when it first came on team and I thought yeah I'll, I'll accept that and everybody was happy thinking of course we'd have subs and whatever <laughs> anyway um, it came to probably Wednesday last week and, and suddenly I noticed my name had come up on team or on the uh, league game on the uh, on the Saturday for the second team so Sally's like yeah we'll have subs and I'll give you five minutes on and off come to Saturday we got 11 players for the Saturday game and only six for the game on Sunday so I thought well I can't really drop out of either so I, I had to go ahead with it and played two full games of hockey and my poor legs they don't know what's hit them <laughs> uh, dear, as long as it's just your legs that's aching and your, your body's going to be, be alright that's, that's the main thing um, let's go back to what I've said right at the top of the show was my Saturday stars your ladies ones um yes very very good game um there's a lot of confidence in the team now um it's it's one of those where obviously from a personal point of view it was it was a lousy start to the season um you, you sort of you're really not not all there coaching uh, because of illness players have left you're trying to assemble some kind of team but come Christmas I've got a team now that's performing they're playing really well Derby have gone through exactly the same as what we've gone through except they've changed the coach as well and we're coping better we've just done the double over them um, and, and if it hadn't have been for those lousy three points deducted we would be sat pretty now in equal fifth place in the league um, as it is, we are equal sixth, 
um, wins actually in seventh place that, uh, due to goal difference. But, you know, it's been a remarkable, remarkable um, half of the season. Uh, went into the game full of confidence and we went 1-0 up. Um, I do believe they equalised, went 2-1 up and out of the third after the break. But I've got to mention Megan Cocker's goal. What a goal. She actually picked the ball up as a left-back on, on the edge of her own 23, took the ball the length of the field, entered into the D. It was like watching some for Tottenham. <laughs> and just absolutely bladdered this ball into the goal and I think it's the only elite goal she's ever scored what a goal though she, she's been on fire this season and she so deserves it really good goal she would enjoy that then and so she should uh, trouble is I expect one every week now of course that's it now the standard's been set absolutely um, the men won again um, knocked in eight just standard Saturday afternoon really yeah, there is a story behind it. Um, quite a bizarre one. They, um, Nottingham 2's contacted, I assume it was Glenn, to say we can only raise nine players. Um, could we possibly do a seven aside? Um, to which we sort of replied, no. <laughs> In no uncertain terms. So the game went ahead. We got 11 players. They got nine players. Um, sad day for Nottingham second team and they can only raise nine players but uh, yeah they got a beat in and then promptly at the end of the game the team got a rollicking off Glyn for not playing very well so read into that what you will <laughs> okay right <laughs> but it's another eight goals it's another three points and they, and they exactly. are sitting pretty the as well um, this 40s match was at North Knots I understand it was yes and yes, you lost 4-2 on penalty flicks but the master actually scored his penalty flick well, yeah, I had to step forward and do something. <laughs> I've not done anything all game, to be fair. Um, yeah, it was it was one of those games I wasn't looking forward to because obviously I used to play for North Knox. I know some of the the veteran guys who um, have played in the past, but well, still play for North Knox. And I was thinking, oh goodness, we're going to be playing against the Butler brothers and and some of the guys who are still playing, prolific players who still play first team. I thought we're going to get absolutely rolled over. But no, no, it was a very evenly matched um, game. We took the lead. Lovely goal. Um, yeah, I set it up. I'd just like to put that in. Um, bit of an assist from half any. But uh, no, we, we played well. Took the lead. Um, took them probably another 15 minutes to equalise. Um, and then it, it could have gone either way, in all honesty. Um, it, it got a little bit tetchy towards the end of the first half Stevie Littlewood got fouled um, umpires were, were not really on the mark I wouldn't have thought I think I think there should have been a few more cards flying for both teams not just for one um, but now it went down to flicks at the end and um, yeah we just weren't very good at taking flicks I think there's only two of us well there was only two of us scored flicks um, which was a shame really so once again we, we bow out on flicks it's getting to be the story of this competition. There was hockey, though, yesterday afternoon at uh, the Magnus. Yes, yes. The, la the ladies won through to the next round, didn't they? I don't know. You tell me. Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're the correspondent. I don't know what happened. Well, in that case, then, we can talk to you again next week, because you haven't got any hockey talk to talk about next week, have you? Oh, have we not? 
Well, I'm, I'm still there's a first team game against Ashbourne in the cup. Ah, right. You see, these don't appear on these league things. So, like I, say, I was just going to get get you to do an half half term review, but you've got at least two matches to talk about. Yes. That's yes, yesterday's. Research on that one. Yes, yes. So you got yesterday's and the Ashbourne one. To, to be honest, I think I was in that much pain I couldn't care less. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> on that note, get your feet up, have a glass of something, and um, we'll catch up with you next week. I look forward to it. Thanks, Paul. That Ashbourne one is that Saturday or Sunday, by the way? It's Saturday. At. At the Magnus. Time. Sorry. I think it'd probably be about 10.30. Excellent, we'll look out for that. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, then. Bye. Bye. I'll make a note of that. Cup match next week. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um, He's actually made a remarkable recovery, hasn't he? Yeah. To be playing again. It's um, it's fantastic to see Ashbourne. You know, a lot of Ashbourne, because the rugby club are playing Ashbourne the week after, aren't aren't they? It's... uh, it's, it's all it's, it's all go. It really is very um, nice part of the world. It's where my father-in-law comes from, Rashbourne. Mm. Yes, yes. We had a wander around there when we had our week um, in the Staffordshire Moorlands, as it's called. Yeah, and um, we had a wander around Ashbourne. Uh, here and all seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> Couldn't quite escape from, and she's come back with me. But hey ho! And <laughs> um, just going back to rugby. Um, both Sarful and Kestephen. I can't understand why they're called Kestephen. Why surely they should be called Grantham? Because that's what they are. But they call themselves Kestephen. Anyway, Sarful and Kestephen both won their in Division 3, the division below Newark. Um, Grimsby lead the way in that division, but five points separate the top six clubs <laughs> in, 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 in there. And, you know, you get five points for a win, don't you? The, yeah, if yeah. you get the proper win at rugby, you can get five points. Five points separating the top, the top six. And South will play Kestephen on the last Saturday before Christmas. Mm. So that's uh, that'll be something that I'm sure <laughs> both clubs are um, are looking forward to immensely. Um, it was sports awards last week, and we're going to go on to the sports awards really for the rest of this week. Um, Martin Hill, Sam, and Sam Hardy are are going to be in Martin's. In the studio, Sam's on the phone. Sam won the um, Warwick Lane Junior Sports yeah. person beating um, Chloe Davis again from Suggers Gym and Rihanna Nolan Davis from Martins Farndon. Um, but I think there was about eleven in that category when it first started. It's always the biggest and the toughest. Mm-hmm. So, so um, we're going to talk to Sam on, on the telephone. What he's looking forward to the next year because. Um, when we talked to Dean at the end of it, when Dean picked up his award, um, Dean's got him earmarked for the 2024 Olympics. I see. He says that's how good he is, that's where I expect him to end Oof. up. Um, Martin Hill and Gary Atwood both up for the Coach of the Year award. It was actually won by um, the coach of Ollerton Rugby Club, who's had a, who had a crack in 2019. Mm. Um, but as I announced, in my world, Martin and Gary was obviously the best two coaches in Newark because they 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 won the Newark section of the week. <laughs> Alexis looked a bit, um, mm. but never mind. <laughs> um, but you know, Martin's quietly getting on with his job at Fond, and they've now got three or four girls with mm. with knots playing playing cricket. So when Ma- Martin's popping into my nights. So I think he's got a lot to tell us about the coaching and the junior side of it the bits that we you don't always see because this is the hard work that goes in 
yeah. to, to make these kids what what they are. It's certainly nice to hear Eden talking about Baldur and Seconds. Mm. They've gone from finding it difficult to put two teams out to having two cracking teams. That, that, that's a real success story. Because it wasn't so long ago that we were talking about the football and the cricket in the in the Newark area not being too clever. Mm. But we it, see the great thing about cricket, and we will talk about this th this one in the new year. It is, as far as I understand it, it may not be ratified yet, but as far as I know, the top four finishers in Division One of the South Knots will all get promoted to the new Division One of the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Now, both Bolton and Collingham are going to be thinking, "Hmm, I fancy a bit of that." Yeah. Yeah, there's um, apparently there there is a new league being formed around the Premier League, isn't there? Mm. Um, sort of step to the Premier, I think it is, isn't it? Some, some sort of subsidiary. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think both of them quite quite fancy. I'm told overseas players. I'm you know the old grapevine beat. I'm told Bolton are confident that Bubbly will come back. Yeah. Um, it's all but signed and settled which will be amazing for them oh yeah and good but i don't think i'm fairly certain mohammed's not coming back to collingham to collingham uh. um i do know who is coming i don't know his name but i know where he's coming from but i can't tell you yet because it's not cut and dried well, i can tell you but i can't tell the rest of the world <laughs> yeah. because it's not it's not cut and dried but watch this space for that one anyway massive thanks to our managers coaches captains and police officers um, tomorrow, as we said, our special guest in the studio is Martin Hill. On the phone is Sam Hardy. We catch it with the Twins and Strider Graham as we talk to the stars and the clubs that are making the news. Coming up next, it's a choice of listening, of course, on FM. It's uh, A.D. Crampton with his take on the 70s, and he still hasn't played Susie Q. While over on DAB, you can spend the evening with Mr. Andrew Channing. Bye-bye.